The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Yes, it is. Damn good coffee and hot. Good morning, people of Earth. <laughs> um, today is Monday. Are you excited about another Monday? I'm sure you are. Monday, rah, rah, rah. Where's my Monday people out there? Yeah, I know. Me neither. Uh, like me, you probably uh, wish you could be sleeping a little more. I'm still sleeping, actually. Today is uh, Monday, June 20th, 2022, the last day of spring, I think. Do I have that right? I think tomorrow is the summer solstice, June 21st. Might be today, but my calendar doesn't list these things anymore. It used to. Every year it would say first official day of the first day of summer. doesn't say that. Apple, you're falling down on a job. Of course, yesterday was Father's Day, and this is Father's Day weekend. By the way, I don't have a guest here today. Um, I've been slacking on replace, you know, I get cancellations, and then just don't feel like putting the work in to go find another guest for the day, and that's what happened today. So I don't have a guest for today. We'll see if I can make it through. Maybe I'll end up. Just making it a short one. And then going back to bed. <laughs> no, I actually have uh, yard work to do, housework to do, things to do. Um, but yesterday was Father's Day and very fun weekend out playing with the band. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you had a great Father's Day. If you celebrate Father's Day, if your dad's still alive, uh, you spend some time with him. Um, uh, my dad has been gone for... Ah, 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. And uh, even when he was alive, I didn't spend much time with him. I mean, between 0 and 13, I probably spent uh, too much time with him for my liking anyway. And then from 13, 14 to uh, 21, I was pretty much absentee. And then when I came back uh, into the Long Island scene and uh, uh, was playing in a band and, and met my uh, ex-wife, um, she probably was closer to my father than anybody I know, except for my mom, obviously. Um, but uh, she met him the day after he had a stroke, which kind of signified... Uh, the beginning of the end of his life. And so my ex-wife spent a lot of time with him in his recovery from from a stroke. And she got to know him pretty well, even though she got to know... Um, she got to know a very diminished version of him and not the... 
not the insane criminal madman that I knew and most people knew uh, that that my father was. Now that he, that's kind of dishonoring because he did have it. I say this all the time. I, I paint a really dark picture of who my father was, but he was a good guy to a lot of people too. Most people knew him as uh, George, uh, really funny guy, really uh, helpful guy. Nice to other people, not so much to his kids and his wife. But you know, people are complicated. I don't, I don't, um, I don't hold a lot of judgment against them. I'm just bringing. I just say that as a matter of fact. But I, I, I do feel like sometimes, because you know what, we all have uh, shortcomings, and I don't want to be too judgmental. I understand that, like everybody, everybody walking the planet. As good and bad in them. And I often just talk about the bad sides of my father. Anyway, Father's Day yesterday, did you celebrate with your dad? And if you did, uh, how was it? Um, what's your relationship like with your dad? It was very interesting. I got a letter from my stepdaughter yesterday. Well, a card. I'm going to read it here. This is a, it's a, Dad, you really take, I don't know if you can see that. Dad, you really take a break from, rarely take a break from what you do. Pretty, pretty accurate. It says, uh, dear dad, so take a well-deserved moment today to take in how much you're appreciated and just how much you're loved. Um, I wish we'd spend more time together. I will always appreciate the, the help you've given me and my family over the years and the things you do, uh, as things you've taught me in work and in life. And I have, uh, I have come to believe, uh, I guess I, I have the career I have because of you. <laughs> I miss you and I love you, Sarah. Anyway, um, very touching to me, you know. First of all, she knows her who her real her birth father is, which she calls me dad, and that to me is um means a lot to me. Um, and that's probably the, the nicest card I've ever gotten on Father's Day. <laughs> so that meant a lot to me. Uh, this weekend was a very busy weekend. Now, uh, I have to say, um. More people, I had three gigs this weekend, three public gigs that were out playing. And Friday night, quite a few people uh, on the beach of uh, Catch, Venetian Shores. Big shout out to Mike Shavola uh, and a thank you for helping Mikey out with all, all you do. And uh, you're very appreciated, very appreciated on that. Uh, the people, what I found out is... Um, and this is going to change the way I, I treat this program, I think. How many people came up to me and said they listen to the program every day? And what, which means I'm no longer as far under the radar as I thought I was, which means I kind of have to watch some, what I say. <laughs> which uh, is not a comfortable place to be because I like to forget that anybody's listening so I can just be myself and just talk, from shoot from the hip. But knowing how many people are listening and who's listening in the back of my mind probably inhibits me a little bit from what I can say. 
Um, it's just kind of a natural thing. And if you knew what I'm alluding to, you'd understand a little better. Maybe I, I will help clarify some of that stuff at some point. Um, but quite a quite an active listenership uh, out there. So um, that was impressive. Not just Friday night, but Saturday night and Sunday, people coming up and saying, I listen all the time. And they know some of the characters from the chat room. Now, a lot of these people aren't participating in the chat room. Uh, but it's just good to know that so many people have listened to the program, have become fans of some of the, the guests I've had on. I like to see that. I like to see that. It makes me feel like we are making a difference with some of the comedians uh, and musicians that we've had on. So that's a good thing. Um, what is this Wi-Fi thing? It's popping up all of a sudden. I shouldn't even be using Wi-Fi. I'm not on Wi-Fi. Stop it. Um, good morning, Buzzy. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Kelly. All you people in the uh, fabulous chat rooms. Good to see you there. Um, as I mentioned, though, most of the people listening are not in any of the chat rooms. And I, I would encourage them to join us um, wherever you're listening. There's probably an associated chat. Not not necessarily. If you're on Twitter, not necessarily on some of those smaller networks that I don't even know. I can't even pronounce the names. Probably don't have a chat. Uh, but, you know, if you can... We're on YouTube and Facebook. Now, I got to say something about Facebook. For years, for years on YouTube, I had a problem with my own music getting copyright strikes. In other words, my publishing company was, any time I published something on YouTube with my own music on it, my publishing company would send a notice to YouTube or however that automation works, the AI works, they would discover it and tell me I can't use it. My own music. Now, it says very clearly, written, produced, and copyrighted by Matt Napo. And my channel says Matt Napo. It does not say Mind Dog on it. So you would think that would cover that. Oh, it's Matt Napo using Matt Napo's music. No, no. I got almost daily copyright strikes from YouTube that I had to fight, go back and show them the paperwork that I am me, Matt Napo equals Matt Napo, back off. So I finally got that cleared up about a month ago. And then all of a sudden, Facebook is doing it to me. Every single, and they're going back in the back catalog. So every show, almost a thousand programs now. Every show they're looking at and saying, oh, you used music attributed to uh, that was copyrighted by Matt Napo. Uh, we're muting that portion of the program. They're not striking it down, and they're not, uh, at, at least thus far, are not threatening to uh, ban my account for copyright infringement of myself. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. Uh, but now I got to go through a whole bunch of, uh, hoops to figure out how to get them to stop just thinking I'm ripping myself off. It's, it's very simple. My account on Facebook is Matt Napo as well. So I'm not mind dog anywhere. Matt Napo in the publishing of Matt Napo. 
the copyrights on Matt Napo. And they want to hit me with a strike for, for using Matt Napo's music. Fucking bizarre, man. Like they would, and listen, I know I'm not the only Matt Napo out there, but the odds of Matt Napo using Matt Napo's music every fucking day <laughs> uh, just fucking bizarre. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's uh, some of the struggles I'm having with Facebook. Um, so as I mentioned, this, this weekend was uh, Father's Day weekend, and, uh, you know, this time of year, we get a lot because we play a lot of beaches and, and outdoor venues and things like that. We get a lot of small children at, at some of these uh, events that we play. And for a lot of these small children, it's the first time they're exposed to live music, a band or something like that. And it's it's a magical experience for, for these kids because, again, it's the first time seeing drums, seeing guitar players, and they look at them as if they're like mystical creatures or something. They look at you with wide wonder in their eyes, like, wow, look at this. And I love that. I really enjoy um, seeing kids get exposed to live music for the first time and seeing them figure out dancing, (laughs) which is really often very, uh, you know, how little kids might dance, uh, just bopping in one place. Um, but Friday night we had a, a bunch of little kids out there and enjoying. And because the venue um, is set up and the stage is set up with three levels and the drummer's all the way in the back, they really couldn't get to the drummer. And it, it's a difficult time there for him getting the drummer. It's always fun seeing the kids uh, get around the drummer. And Mike Barone is a guy who almost always hands out drumsticks to lots of them. We give them out percussion stuff, and they have the time of their life. But I had a bunch of little kids right around me up front, and this one little boy, probably not even two years old yet, you know, just barely barely walking, really. Uh, walking, but, you know, not, not necessarily a pro at it. <laughs> and he was just looking at me like I was... Um, I don't know, not Santa Claus full of presents on, on Christmas morning or something. It's like some magical, uh, what is that thing he's holding? And, and how come it's so loud? <laughs> so I I gave him a pick. And if he didn't know what to do with it at first, he's just like showing his mom. And he's like, wow, he gave me something. I don't know what it is. And, uh, and he was celebrating that, and his mom said thank you to me, and then she told him to give it back to me. I said, no, no, you keep it. And he opened up his pocket with, with two hands doing the pocket, opened the pocket, and the other hand putting it deep down in it. I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, and then Saturday night at Garden Grill, there was this little carrot-top little girl, probably, again, not even two years old, experiencing music for the first time. and. Uh, her mom was singing along and she started trying to, you know, obviously doesn't know any of the words if she can even speak at all, but was trying to mouth stuff and trying to like make musical sounds with her mouth. I guess very fun just to see little kids just enjoy the magic of music and become, uh, just lit up by it. It lights up their spirit and it's great to see. And then of course, yesterday at the Long Island Yacht Club, perfect, perfect 
summer day. I know it's not summer yet until tomorrow. Perfect summer day. Uh, just out in the breeze, poolside, lots of little kids running around, enjoying the music. Just, you know, it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't get better than that. I know, you know, some people don't like kids. I like kids. I like little kids. Makes me feel young. Just seeing little kids running around and just having a ball. Innocent. Not yet corrupted by this dirty old world we live in. Great times. Great times for me. And those are the things that when I leave the gig, I feel uplifted. Like, you know what? We, uh, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. I was reading some of the comments in the, in the uh, uh, chat room. And Kevin's here. Good morning, Kevin. And he says, man, it's going to be a nuts week. All the details before a three-week adventure going in the RV, I guess, uh, uh, northbound. Northbound and up. <laughs> and backwards from south, southbound and down. Eastbound and down. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit song. Anyway, where the hell was it? Oh, the kids just make you feel uplifted. It's a, it's a great, it's a, those, those gigs are some of the best and most rewarding gigs I play, other than the old people who are <laughs> practically children in old people's skin. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I hope you had a great Father's Day weekend. I'm going to, because I have no guests today, and I'm going to, you know what, I'm gonna, if Kat shows up, I'm gonna, I want you all, if you're here, to pressure her into doing a live performance. If she shows up in the chat room, I was thinking about it. We need to get her on, uh, send her a link, and she can join us and uh, bless us with one of her acoustic um, songs. Anyway, um, but I hope you had a, all had a great uh, Father's Day weekend and uh, looking forward to summer kicking off tomorrow. I am going to get a little political and I, I you know what um it needs to be said some and and i'm reluctant to see feel uh sound like i am telling people what their politics should be because i i don't think that's my purpose here and i don't want to uh i don't want to ever be misconstrued as doing that i don't fucking care what what you what your politics are. But there are basic truths in this world that we have to acknowledge. And with this January 6th stuff going on, it's become very clear that some people are just in a cult. In a, in a cult. And of course, I'm talking about some people. I'm talking about Donald Trump's followers. We're seeing, because of the January 6th stuff, we're seeing people like Liz Cheney and Bill Barr and people, Trump's closest allies and supporters and people, members of his staff, all being called rhinos, Republicans in name only, because they dare to go against Donald Trump on anything or to stand up to him on anything. And just to, to clear the record up, Liz Cheney is being called a rhino 
a Republican in name only. There is no more real Republican. Liz Cheney is probably the truest Republican who ever lived. She probably makes Ronald Reagan, she definitely makes Ronald Reagan look like a lefty. She voted for almost every piece of Donald Trump's agenda while he was in office. She's fucking Dick Cheney's son. If you think she's a liberal, you're either stupid or you're in a cult. Which is it? Pick one. Bill Barr. Bill Barr volunteered, begged for the job of attorney general so that he could save Trump's presidency. He was a former Republican attorney general under George Bush 41 and saved his presidency and earned himself the name General Cover-Up because he covered up the Iran-Contra stuff and kept Bush and Reagan out of handcuffs, out of jail. He volunt- when Jeff Sessions was let go because he dared to allow the Russia investigation to happen under Trump, Bill Barr begged for the opportunity to save Donald Trump's presidency. <sighs> Did I say Dick, Dick's son? Uh Craig saying, she's, did I say, she's uh, Dick's son, yes. If I said that, yes, that's what I said. She's Dick's daughter, Dick Cheney's daughter. Anyway, Barr begged for the opportunity to save Donald Trump's presidency. When the Mueller report came out, the Mueller report listed 10, possible 11 uh, instances of obstruction of justice that Barr spun to say he was exonerated and saw no obstruction of justice whatsoever. The Mueller report was completely damning. Barr got ahead of it and put it out there to save Donald Trump's ass. So to say that he's a Trump hater and he's just saying what he's saying about January 6th because he's all of of a sudden a liberal, give me a fucking break, man. Again, if you're drawing conclusions that Liz Cheney or Bill Barr are liberal Democrats or rhinos, Republicans in name only, you are so fucking far off the fucking planet, there's no saving you. You're either in a cult or you're stupid. Pick one. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean to get on a soapbox here, but I am on a soapbox here. I might as well continue. Almost everybody, actually everybody, <laughs> not almost everybody, everybody, who has gone before the January 6th committee to testify, have been Trump's loyalist people. His lawyers, his campaign team, his daughter, his son-in-law, Bill Barr. His loyalist fucking people. So when he says, I want equal time, what do you want? Everybody who testified is your fucking loyalist cult members. What do you mean? It's bipartisan. It's partisan. How could it be? Yeah, it's partisan. Everybody who testified. Not one Democrat has testified. Not one person from the other side has testified in any way. 
And the person asking the questions, again, is Dick Cheney's daughter, not son. I'm sorry. Although maybe, you know, in today's world, you never know. It's just, it's bizarre that, that you fucking people are even going down that path now. But there it is. It is what it is. Um, so think. That's all I'm saying. Just think. Just think. Uh, I have no guest today. William, if you want to join the conversation, I will, I'll be happy to send you a, a link. I mean, I really, um, I got no plans for today. Uh, basically, I had somebody who was scheduled for today who canceled weeks ago, and I never bothered uh, getting another guest. So if anybody wants to join me, uh, I can open phone lines or I can send links out. Phone line, as you know, that's the phone line right there if you want to call in. I haven't heard from Mike Zinn lately. Uh, I know and hope maybe I shouldn't put this out there. I know Mike will put it out there publicly that he ha- he finally got COVID, and I hope he's doing well with that. Carl, our friend Carl, is in, um, well, wherever he is, <laughs> he's not doing well. Uh, he wasn't feeling well, and I hope he's feeling better. Uh, Dykes and Man of Dykes and Man uh, will be on Tuesday this week. Um, so, um, you know, generally it's Thursday. Uh, all right. I'm going to send William a link. I'm going to send it on uh, a link on Facebook, William. Um, let me see if I can do that. So Dykes and man will be on Tuesday. I'm just hoping Carl's doing okay. I don't know that it was COVID, but it sure sounded from, uh, from the, Symptoms he was talking about, it sounded like he he has COVID. Uh, it sounded a lot like the symptoms I had when I finally got symptoms. I mean, I've had it several times, four times at all, uh, but never got any symptoms the first three times. When I finally got symptoms, it sounded exactly like what, what uh, Carl is going through. Uh, what does Kevin say? Everybody's saying he... He, he he's innocent, won't testify under oath. Everybody's saying he's guilty is testifying under oath. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, going back to the the January sixth stuff, uh, people are starting to get scared though. And I heard uh, going back to that, I heard that uh, Adam Kinzinger was on one of the Sunday morning shows, and he was saying that until Nixon resigned, most people were still uh, loyal and supportive of him. That's just not true. That's not true. I watched those hearings with my parents, who were big-time Republican supporters. And I think I've mentioned this before. At eight years old in 1968, I worked as a coffee boy, (laughs) eight years old, worked as a coffee boy on Nick nixon's campaign for the conservative party in new york uh and basically i was a real coffee boy not like that papadopoulos guy um uh, it was papadopoulos george i forget i know it's a greek name anyway uh, <laughs> i was a real coffee boy. go get coffee boy <laughs> that's that was my and our, our job were doing nefarious things like uh taking nick nixon bumper stickers and covering up uh um, Humphrey stickers on the backs of cars and things like that. So just needless to say, 
very Republican and conservative and Nixon-supporting household. And they were off that bus long before he, he resigned. As the Watergate hearings started, my parents were skeptical and still supportive of, uh, of Nixon. But like three or four days in, they were convinced. Uh, we backed the crook. So the idea that, that Kinzinger put out there that people in it, in the similar time with the Nixon thing, of course, things this is a lot worse than Nixon. In a similar time um, that people were supportive of Nixon right up until the time he designed, uh, resigned, not true. Not true. I lived through it. I think Adam Kinzinger is too young to have lived through it, if I look at him anyway. Uh he got death threats to his house recently. He posted a picture. Oh yeah, I think it was yesterday, right? It was last night or something. Yeah, I wouldn't. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and I don't think that's really really new. I think we hear about it more, but I think that's been going on forever. The whole, you know, you can go back to John Brown, <laughs> death threats. Um. So I don't. It's terrible. That's a terrible thing to get death threats, especially to your home, where your wife and kids, and maybe extended family might be. Death threats are always to be taken seriously, and they suck, and they shouldn't be part of politics. But they are, and they have been for a long time. We just hear about it more now. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is not similar to the Nixon time in in that regard at all because most of the people and again I I know you say eight years old how do, that's way too early to be involved in politics I was I was deep in it at eight years old and I knew a lot of the adults and I listened I listened closely I I knew some very far right wing people and all of them were off the Nixon train but couple of days into the Watergate hearings, they figured out, we backed the fucking crook. I am not a crook. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and everybody knows it. Wow, that was a loud pop. William's with me now. Let's let's welcome William in. He's he's in uh, Grants, New Mexico. He's got his teeth in. He's wearing a, a Joker shirt. I am. Uh, is it a card Joker or a Steve Miller Joker? Uh, card. Okay, cool. You are the Joker. How you doing, my friend? What was How you doing? How you doing? I said you are a Joker. I am. That is your job. That's your purpose in life to make jokes. It feels like it. It oh, it is. It is what you were sent here. It was what you were put on this planet to do. Now, you have a good Father's Day yesterday. Did you spend time with your children? You know what? Uh, my kid was super awesome to me yesterday. He wanted to take me out, but he ended up getting called into work. Uh, so that wasn't his fault, but he he totally had plans to take me out. Oh um, uh, well, that's all that counts. <laughs> and then uh, and then I got my favorite present, marijuana. So that was, you know. <laughs> I'm getting a call from Arlington, Texas. I don't, I'm not going to take it right now. Arlington, call back later. Oh God! Oh, oh that was loud. <laughs> Hello. Are Who's... they there? Hey, Budsy. You're in Arlington, Texas? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I can't put you on the uh,
Now I don't hear you. Your sound went out. There's no sound. Hi, Kelly. I can't hear you. Do I need to leave and come back? I can't hear you. Can you hear me though? So I see in the chat they said we can't hear him either, but can you guys hear me? <laughs> okay, yeah, they can hear me. That's so weird. <laughs> You're kidding at me now, right? Yes, now I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Loopback fucked up something. Or I fucked up something. I pressed the wrong button because I'm a dick. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of the time I got kicked out of Kmart. <laughs> okay. What would you get well, kicked out? <laughs> well, I mean, I used to be the kind of person that um, I just did things to see how the public would respond. You know what I mean? And... uh so I went into this Kmart, and and to be fair, I acted like I was special, uh, which I can do really well. Uh, <laughs> and because um, I used to work in a home for mainly handicapped adults, so you pick up a lot of the mannerisms and the tics that really sell that kind of impression. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, uh, and so I'm in this Kmart, and I'm just knocking stuff off the shelves, but it was one of the, like, really old-style Kmarts that still had the silver gooseneck microphone so <laughs> when i when i got to the checkout after i wreaked havoc through this whole store and like and i had a friend with me who played straight who like totally didn't let on that i wasn't really special like like played <laughs> like i was her special like brother or whatever and so like her playing the straight person really made it the best yeah and so we get up to the checkout and there's a silver gooseneck and i was like <gasps> and i and i grab it because it's shiny and of course the special person is going to grab what's shiny and i pull it to me and i was like hey yo out of the back like what is going on get this guy out of here so yeah i got kicked out of the game mark wow <laughs> well you're an anarchist you're an anarchist i and i don't even know if kmart's still in business um i don't think they are i think they're all kaput now yeah i think so i don't know what uh, uh hey somebody with glasses is in the back room i don't know who that is but it's on under kiera's account so i'm gonna bring whoever that is with the glasses on
she thinks she can make a liar out of me by taking the glasses off as I press the button. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that was. It was somebody playing with a cockatoo. Oh my god! I saw me? that video. You did? You posted yeah. it? Uh, yeah, that was the thing. Facebook gave me a copyright strike on that video. On the yes. cockatoo video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they, it's muted. So I think it's it's muted in seventy-two countries or something. They, oh, they, it was, I heard sound when I heard it. Oh yeah, including this country. Is that? And it looked like the United States was one of them. Mm. <laughs> mm. I got. Well, I'm, I'm in a battle with Facebook now over uh, what I battled YouTube for for like ten years. I think was this whole idea of getting copy strike, copyright strikes on my own music, and I have to go back every time and prove that it's mine. That's funny. Yeah, that's, I like that. I mean, because what I don't understand is is who's who's like tripping the copyright strike in the first place i think it's automated it's from the publishing company when it goes on like if when i put something if it's already on spotify or uh because i was using cd baby for years and years and they were publishing stuff to spotify itunes and all that kind of stuff now i'm on disc I don't know, Disco Kid, District, Disc Kid or something. Distro Kid, that's the name of it. Anyway, they publish the stuff to iTunes and Spotify now. But I think as soon as it's on those platforms, an AI bot goes out and looks for a misuse of it. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, now it's I got, got it cleared up with YouTube through all those people. And it stopped about a month ago. And I was finally relieved because it, it's just such a pain in the ass. And now Facebook has picked up on it. So I'd be um, happy if someone used my song for, a, for like. Oh, I'd be video. happy if somebody stole my song. Absolutely. I've been saying that because right. years ago I used to run a, a musician support network and everybody was uh, lots of people. I shouldn't say everybody. Many young songwriters were, I don't want to put my stuff online. What if somebody steals it? Like, That's the best thing yeah. that could possibly happen to you. If people, first right. of all, if they make money from it, you you all get it because you can prove by a timestamp that it was yours, and you can right. recoup that money. But also, you, it's the best publicity you could possibly get. Somebody stole my music. I mean, that's that's really okay. So I think the whole Napster thing—the reason people got so upset about Metallica and Lars being the driving force behind that—was because when Metallica first came out, they were all about. Like copy our stuff, get it out there. You know what I mean. And then, and then when it when it affected their pocketbooks, they were like, "Hey, stop doing that." Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it really hurt them though. I think that's why they eventually backed off. I think they realized that it was actually helping them because at that time, Napster was just making people go out and buy CDs. Now that's not the case anymore. People people buy directly from the services, and they buy quality downloads. But if you were downloading an MP3 that was poor quality, it would get you into the song, and then you go out and buy the CD. They were actually doing better. Hello, who just walked by? That uh, my wife. Uh, you're home. You're able to do this from home now. So, Kiera. Work from home, so. Where'd you get yes. the cockatoo? Where'd, where'd the cockatoo come from? Is that a friend of yours? Is that Where did that guy I come from? Bird? I told you this story. I told you. I went I mean, to Venetian. We want to hear it. We want to know about the cockatoo. Okay. I went to Venetian one night to watch, uh, I forgot the band's name, 
and there was a man there and his daughter with this huge cockatoo. And there was just the cockatoo was just dancing the whole time. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the coolest bird I've ever seen. And I put him on my shoulder and he was just jamming out with me. So I invited them. I said, come, come on the 17th, come to Venetian. We'll be there. Bring the cockatoo, bring Sammy. And they did. I could and have sworn you would excited. tell me that story. It was a parrot in the story, which is why I was confused about the cockatoo. I may have said parrot because I <laughs> forgot what it was called. I think I think I said parrot. Okay. But yeah, and did you see Mike's face? Mike was scared. He was scared. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah. So the, the guy he didn't seem to have any problem with just giving the bird to you. That that would have been made. That would have made me nervous if that was my cock, or two. Uh, <laughs> I, me too. I would have been nervous too. Yeah. And what? Uh, it was well, enormous. You know, I, I thought at first I thought Kara looked a little uncomfortable with a cock, a two. A two. In her <laughs> Yes. I like that William is on board with the cock too. Good too. Uh, yeah. Now, were you scared? Were you scared about the bird hurting you at all? Like, no. No, I love birds. I love big white cock cockatoos. They're the best. <laughs> no, I, I really would like one, but they're supposed to live for eighty years, so I I can't make that kind of commitment. I no, I really can't. No. Yeah, you'll be dead before the the bird she dies. She doesn't like old cock. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't afford a big white cock. But I would be scared that the claw, the claws would hurt your arm or something because you were just holding it like this. And, that that's you know. a Mally. The, I I handed the the bird to my daughter, and the bird like dug its claws into her arm and left like puncture holes. So yeah. it will do that. I don't know why it didn't do that to me. Maybe it didn't like my daughter. It was like yeah, squeezed oh. on her arm. She has a tiny arm. Mike Chabot is with us. Mike, before you got here today, I sent a shout out to you. I really appreciate all <laughs> yes. the help you gave him, Mikey, and, and, and your support. Yes, thank you, Mike. Yes. He said you, you look beautiful with a cockatoo. A cockatoo. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. he, didn't, he, didn't say it. he didn't write it that yes, way. Yes, thank you, Mike. Mike was the best. He kept drinks coming. He came out and danced. He just him and his, and his wife. We got him singing too. We, you got yeah. him singing. Did, did you hand him the mic or so? On um, yes, for number one. That was probably yeah. the most fun I've I've ever had at a gig. I had a lot of fun that day. It was. But a, I, yeah. I usually don't drink that much. But Mike, thank you, Mike. Just oh, kept you were coming. drinking. Mike was my little personal waiter. Every he, I it started off. I said, I'll just take a little one glass of wine. And then every time my wine, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe... and, and every time the wine just went, you know, was finished, he would just come back with another one and, and another one. I like didn't this. see that happening. I would have, yeah. I would have tried to stop him. I would have tried to intervene. Wait a minute, you can't be getting tipsy. And... <laughs> I was very tipsy. And you drove home that way. Hell yeah! Calling the cops right now. I hit a bunch of pedestrians. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. Father's Day yesterday. Did you did you get together with Frank? Frank Ragu. I did. I did. Frank Ragu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how was that? How was that? Um, I had a lot of fun. 
he likes to drink, so he made us take a shot of tequila, and then we had some wine, uh, and then some sake. I'm just not a big drinker. I'm really not. I get, I get stupid. I'm like a stupid drunk. Like, ah, everybody! How, would, how can you tell? How could I tell I'm a stupid drunk? How can you drunk? tell that, that you're more stupid? Because I wake up and say, did I really say that? Did I really do well, that? Well, that's what I'm saying. How can you tell the difference between any other day? Uh, what are you oh. saying? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying every day you say something that you probably should wake but up it's and say, did I really say that? Want me to give you an example of something you said co- totally sober in the morning that you put, should have woke up and said, did I really say that? What? What did I say? I stick Bring a I stick a bidet up my ass and squirted it <laughs> out my mouth or something words. I said effect. I needed a cleanse and I'm I'm very proud of that statement. That Bunsy <laughs> made me want to cleanse my innards. I did. I did. From the previous conversation, if she does it with alcohol, she should have a really good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that lit? No, that's not lit. I was going to say, I thought you were one of these guys who just holds a cigarette. Now, that looks like a long cigarette. Is that a Virginia Slims? No, it's a regular one. This is even a short. I'm not even smoking 100 today. Wow. But these are Montego's. These are the cheapest brands I could find on the res. Do you mm. remember Virginia Slim? It was when yes. women weren't like supposed to smoke men's cigarettes. So right. they came. <laughs> They still have. I still like. They do have. I used to work at the gas station. They okay. still have them. They Everyone come in. ever saw that smoked a Virginia Slim had her hand like this. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a Virginia Every Slim. Every one of them. That's how wow. they asked for it. Virginia Slims, please. Can I yeah. Get Virginia Slim? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. 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 So I had uh, three gigs this weekend, and all of them were. It was probably the most fun I've had in in a probably since long before COVID happened you know, for a gig this weekend. But here's the thing. Every every single gig this weekend, people were coming up and mm. said they're, they're regular listeners of the show. Oh, great. Seriously? Yeah, but that it's, he says, oh, great. I'm thinking, I got to watch what I say now. In the back of my mind, I, like, I, I got to be inhibited about yeah. what I can say now. <laughs> I know that, that the older woman, uh, what was her name? Terry. Terry came up to you me. shouldn't she even said, say you know, she's an older woman now because if she's li- I don't know, she probably is listening she probably just got offended that you just said old no woman. no she's Terry. a young gal uh, uh, just know, say I the young you. gal Terry no Go but ahead. yeah uh, I love Terry but she she listens and because she's older I was ashamed she's young she's she's my elder and she was listening to me talk about whatever we were talking about Friday I don't even remember I know it was vile yeah, we no, it, it almost always is vile. We're talk, we talk about some nasty shit here, which is, yeah. uh, and, but I talk about, see, here's the thing, uh, uh, and I'm going to talk about it now. I never mentioned his name, but a couple, about a month ago, I started getting calls from people saying, hey, so-and-so from another band has cancer. But he doesn't want anybody to know about it, so don't say anything. And then I get another call from another guy say, hey, did you hear what so-and-so's got cancer? But don't say anything. But he doesn't want anybody to know about it. And I got like 15 of those phone calls. And I from the said, same? About the from same diff- guy? No, from different people. Different uh-huh. people saying so-and-so has cancer. He doesn't want anybody to know about it. I was like, everybody knows about it already because everybody's calling me and saying he's got cancer and he doesn't want anybody to know oh. about it. Turns out 
He was lying. That's terrible. Lying about having cancer. Okay, I but, know what you're talking about. Was he was he doing okay? Was he lying about it, or was he seeing how bad the rumor mill was? You no, know, he, he, I don't. He, that's why he didn't want anybody to know about it. He was using that what was happening. He was playing in two bands at once, and he told the one band because he had he had one, told the main band or the band he's used to uh, gigging the most with. He told them he couldn't make a gig because he had to go in for cancer treatment. Turned out he was gigging out of state with another band for more money. I oh, know who so, you were talking about. Cool. And so he made that excuse to one guy, and they, but he wow. told him, I don't, I don't want anybody to know about it. He didn't want anybody to know about it because it wasn't real. He was making it up. This is like, there was a Seinfeld episode about this. You remember there was some guy who, it was John Lovitz, I think, who, played, who made it up that he had cancer and got all his, you know, sympathy and people buying him stuff. I think Jerry bought him a wig or something for his chemo. It well, turned out it was George immensely. Yeah, something <laughs> George would do. Yeah, yeah. That, George is like, why didn't I think of this? Right. Yeah. Oh, George said that's like. Uh, oh no, he was talking about wheelchairs. <laughs> some, some a guy using a wheelchair who wasn't really uh, crippled. He's you know basically comparing that to being bald. <laughs> so, uh, what? I don't know. I, I forget their reference now. Mike Chavall saying who is? I can't name him here because there are people listening. That would be You wrong. might as well. You might as well just say it now. No, I'm not going to just say you it. You might as well. I'm the, not going to. I might, as, I might as well not. Anyway, no. that's just so wrong because to me, you're tempting the devil. You know? Yeah, no kidding. I would never, I would never speak that into existence on myself. Are you kidding yep. me? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, you're just you're just begging to get some. You know what I mean? Like, hey, remember that cancer you said you had? Wabo, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He, Mike Mike knows how to push my buttons. He, he says that would Sternwood. He, oh wow, he probably funny. would. That's funny. Uh, I watched I a Howard Stern episode the other day because you you compared me to Robin. I said I didn't compare you to Robin. I said you're my Robin. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I watched an episode where he was he was making her upset. He said something about her, her book. Yeah, but he was, was very upset. protective of her when she got good. Uh, who was it? Um, Gary Busey was hitting ah. on Robin and pick and picking her up and physically abusing her. And Howard, who was a punk and a very skinny, he's not a fighter, was trying to get in between them and and break it up. So. Could, you know, took a little Good balls of him because how uh, Gary Busey's a, a psychotic fuck. <laughs> mm. Mm. Did, you did, were you here when Andy told the story about Gary Busey fucking with him at uh, Robert Evans' house? No. Oh, Robert no. Evans was uh, was the guy who produced The Godfather. Was the head of Paramount Pictures when they did The Godfather. He he had a show on Comedy Central when Andy was writing for uh, the Man Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a party to celebrate, and Andy was there and at the party. And you know, uh, Robert Evans had gone to jail for coke and all this stuff. But Gary Busey was there, and uh, they were there was a buffet line, and Andy saw the girls they called the Juggies. They were uh, on man show extras or something, and they invited him to get online where they were. And Gary Busey saw him like cutting in the line and was bullying him. He says, hey, no cutting in the line. And he started chasing him back to the back of the line. And Andy kept 
taking a few steps, and Gary Busey kept pushing him back, pushing him back to the absolute end of the line. He goes, there, doesn't that feel better now? <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. He can be an intimidating fuck, Gary Busey, with his big teeth and his gigantic uh, insanity. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I would have punked out with oil. I would have definitely fought him. <laughs> I would love to see that. You would. I'd love well, to see that. When I was younger, I would have fought him. At this point, I would just probably yeah. just leave. Hey, you fight I, You fight 20-year-old men still. No, I don't. You do. You you subdue them until the until the police come for an and hour I, and, and a I half. And I wheeze, and I wheeze, and I huff, and I puff. I was talking. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. See me huffing and puffing, thinking I'm going to have a heart attack and die now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the last time I had a physical altercation, I was pretty sure. I'm I'm almost certain that I had a heart attack, like a minor heart attack. A minor heart attack, heart attack yeah. Yeah, like I'm not even kidding. Like, like it hurt. I almost like fell down. Like I couldn't walk. Like it, it was very debilitating. And it was after the confrontation happened. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, I, I'm not sure if that was before he had the accident with the with the motorcycle with no helmet on, or after. Well, oh, is well, that what happened? Is that he's got some. Well, he was crazy his whole life to begin with. Yeah, but, but when he that accident in like the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s, I think, yeah. If I saw that outside of my window, I think I'd shit my pants. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's, <laughs> yeah. He, he's yeah. certifiably nuts. But there are a lot of people in Hollywood who are certifiably nuts. I mean, I'm certifiable. Um, I got paperwork. <laughs> yeah. But there comes a certain age wow. where you really have to hang up your guns and say, even though I was a Never. Gun, even when I was a gunfighter when I was young, it's time for me to realize I can't. I'm not the fastest gun anymore, and just hang up my I gun. Mean, I think for me, for me personally, uh, like I'm not looking for a fight. Like I'm not. I'm not out there looking to get aggressive. But like I, I still think that even even this side of forty, I'm. Uh, if if it comes down to it, I'm definitely. You know, I'm probably going to stand my ground. I, yeah, I, yeah, you have to stand yeah. your ground. But you, know, I definitely don't go looking for it. I tell you what, I have nightmares. I definitely have nightmares that it's, I have. I deserve. I deserve an ass kicking by some twenty <laughs> something. I definitely deserve. I earned it in my life. <laughs> like I, a big twenty year old just coming through your window and just beating the yeah. shit out of you and leaving. Yeah, like nightmare? even in a fake road rage, like somebody thinking I cut them off and me being oblivious to it. I'm like out there minding my own business, and all of a sudden I'm cut off by some young fucking stud, oh, man. and he comes running over and just punches through my passenger, my driver's side window, drags me out and beats the fuck out of me. That's mm. what I got coming. <laughs> that's, that's what Clint Eastwood said. We all got to come, kid. Yeah, that's from The Unforgiven. That's definitely yeah, one one of my favorite movies. As well, and there are some great lines in it. We all got yeah. it coming. The yeah. best part: I'll see you in hell, William Money. And he just says, "Yeah." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My mom dated dated someone who looked just like Clint Eastwood, and he acted like him too. And he had a son named Clint. Wow. He just, I think I'll he just really. Eastwood on the low. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great movie. Uh, I definitely, uh, that's like my go to for Westerns. That and Tombstone. Like, Tombstone. 
Yeah, Tombstone just uh, maybe I know too much about Tombstone because it just feels like. Um, first of all, they make the the herbs come at, come off a little too clean in the movie. What, yeah, I would definitely say that for sure. Yeah. The what? That's, that's the herbs. The white 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 herb, Virgil herb, the herbs. Herbs. Yeah. What the hell is that? Wyatt Earp was, was uh, Tombstone, the gunfight at the OK Corral. What, is this a movie from, ni- uh, from 1864 that I'm supposed to know? No, uh, yeah, they didn't make movies in 1864. The story is... <laughs> you know, we're talking about... The story is from 1890, I think 1898. I was close. Like I was close. But the the movie is from the 90s. Val Kilmer, um, what's like it? Doc Holliday. It was very oh, let me look. Maybe I know it. Billy Bob Thornton got slapped around in that movie. That's one of my favorite parts. I don't even remember him being in that movie. He's the guy. Okay, so remember when Kurt Russell goes in and gets the Pharaoh game, and the guy he smacks around is Billy Bob Thornton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. He, he, uh, he tells him you're gonna do something or just stand there and bleed. Now Billy Bob was already a pretty big star by that time, wasn't he? Because he didn't. Yeah. It's not like a major yeah. role in that movie. That's not. But it was. It was kind of like Gary Oldman in True Romance. You didn't really. He was in and out so quick that you didn't really recognize him. Like Gary yeah. Oldman in True Romance. I didn't even know he was in it until I uh, started reading the credits at the end of the movie. I was like, "Where the hell was Gary Oldman in this movie?" And then I watched it over again immediately. And I could not believe that he played that Rastafarian pit. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's another underrated actor for range and all the kind of stuff he's played. He's, you know. Oh yeah, Gary Oldman is amazing. Yeah, amazing yeah. What he can pull off. Um, do you remember when Billy Bob uh, had a band, and yeah. he didn't want people to. Uh, associate Billy Bob the actor with Billy Bob whatever he was, drummer or whatever in the band. And he did a radio interview in Canada and the guy just broached the question about how he uh, he combines acting with this and he blew up on online on the air and just like tore the, tore the guy a new asshole for even asking about his acting career. Like he's supposed to be not Billy Bob Thornton anymore <laughs> while he's in the band. Very strange dude. Very, Millie uh, Mob Morton. Millie Mob Morton. What are you looking up there? Tombstone? Is that what you were looking up? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It looks it's cool. A great movie. You'll love it. Yeah. Watch The Unforgiven. Yeah, that's, that's, a, I think, that's, that's a newer. Movie. That's one of his newer movies? Is that? Clint? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of his newer movies from 1993. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> I don't know. He made, a really, he made a new one, and he's like, uh, 95 years old and then I don't remember what it's called something like that I don't know I gotta look it up now Unforgiven anyway. Unforgiven is the is the best second best movie of all time might be both Godfathers are tied for number one and then Unforgiven comes in second really yes I don't know I'm looking at new TVs because my TV is about to explode my TV I don't know what it, what year it's from it's pretty old and it's got does it like, still have a big back on it it's got like a medium back on it, um, and it's and it's seventy two inches, and it's got like two big speakers built into it, so it's got nice sound. So I went to go look at TVs, like a big seventy two inch TV. They don't come with big speakers on them. I gotta buy a sound bar. Right. I, oh, oh, we lost William because he's probably getting oh. some. Uh, 
to mess but yeah, with no, you. but I didn't know that's such a ripoff that I can't get a big TV and have like the big speakers attached. I got to buy more like sound for it. And it's yeah. just ridiculous. First of all, you're on the wrong side. That's the problem. No, mm. Mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, you need some kind of speaker system for it. They, they don't make TV. Isn't that ridiculous? What well, not that the point of a TV? Like, you want to boast that you have the best picture and the best sound? You're like, oh, I have the best picture, but you can get sound from someone else. It's all right. We were too lazy to build in some sound for you. Good sound. <laughs> I don't. What's that? Just Come on. To, to speak. Uh, I don't know. Well, what is I don't that? Ha- I don't have TV, and I don't need one. I don't want one. I don't, well, I mean, we really don't watch too much TV anymore. We watch it at night, like, you know, we watch Seinfeld or something like that, but not anything major. But, you know, but I want a nice TV when I want to watch something nice. Like, if I want to watch Tombstone tonight, I want a TV that I'm I'm not going to be afraid of is going to explode in my face because it's making weird noises. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. I. Uh, you know, I watch all TV on my uh if I need to watch something, I'll watch it on my computer. But, um, you know, I don't have any cable feed or anything like that coming in. But uh, it's, not, it's good to have one if you have company over. We just never allow people in in this, in my house. I don't allow. Uh, unless they're homeless. Ah, I Even see. Even then, they don't come into the living room. They don't come in. They go to their room. They stay in their room, stay in their part of the world. Now, why is he taking my spot? Get up in your spot. Wait a minute. Are you that kind of person that has, like, the showroom that you're not allowed to enter that room? It's, like, spotless. Ain't nobody coming in this room. Why? Because this is my studio. This is where I create. This is, this is, this is the your dog Your studio's cave. in the living room? No, I'm not in the living room. Oh. No, I thought you said no one's allowed in the living room. Well, no, those home, the homeless people who stayed with us, we never let them use the living room. Oh. They have their room. You go to your room. Oh. We gave you a space. I mean, LA like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just go go in your room and don't ever come out. Don't talk I don't to want us. you all over my house invading my space. But here's the thing now. Um, you should have, like, said- tape. Yesterday morning, I woke up. Uh, woke up. My wife and said, "Have uh, you know, happy Sunday, uh, you know?" And she said, oh, "You're, you're going to be mad at me." Oh, really? Why am I going to be mad at you? She said, "I told Joan, her sister. I told Joan she could come and stay for a few days." Okay, you know, Joan's pretty quiet. She'll keep to herself. Oh, and she's bringing Steve and the three kids. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not just mad at you. I'm homicidal. I want to kill everybody. I want to Are kill they there every- yet? I want to kill everybody in my neighborhood. I want to kill everybody on the planet. Are they from out of state? <laughs> no, they're not. But they just... First of all, Steve is her boy, Joan's boyfriend, who doesn't believe in work. Uh, mm. he's, um, he's, he's just a lazy piece of shit. And mm. entitled piece of shit, and he's coming to my house, and he's bringing three kids that aren't even their kids; they're gra- Joan's grandchildren. Um, because mm. the mother, the mother is either uh, she's in a psych ward for permanently, or that just, chair right here, you can sit in. just mm-hmm. gone. So I'm gonna have three crazy children and a low life, you know, nobody, deadbeat boyfriend living in my house for four days. Five, mm. five, five extra people coming here to stay. Mm. I'm not. All right. Yeah. No, they right. come. 
they'll be here from Wednesday through Sunday, I think. Oh. So, yeah, by Wednesday, I will be. I told them, no, but if they, these kids come in my room, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. They can't come in this room ever. They have to be totally quiet out How there. How old are they? They probably know better. How old are they? No, no, I think the youngest one is probably three or four. Oh, no, they won't know better. Right, they won't know better. They'll be running around like fucking wild monkeys. Mm. Mm. Children are like wild monkeys. I do agree. Children are a blessing. Maybe they'll, te- they'll touch that little heart. Your children heart. are a blessing. Somebody else's deadbeat grandchildren are not a blessing. A three-year-old They're is not a, burden. a deadbeat, Matt. Huh? It's, it's, it, three-year-old is not a deadbeat. No, the, 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 the parents are deadbeats. That's what oh. I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, the three-year-old needs love because uh, her parents. Cat is awakened with us. I I put out a thing. Good on, morning. I I think I, I put out a thing on Twitter this morning <laughs> to pressure her into coming on the show this morning and doing a, a song for us, a acoustic song. If I'm gonna Ooh. get a copyright strike. It might as well be for something interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Cat, good morning. Uh, awake. Wipe the. Uh, you know, sleep out of your eyes, grab your acoustic guitar and let me send you a link and come on. Everybody in the chat room, start pressuring her right now. Say, do it, cat, do it. Now that do we it, have, cat. Do it, I cat. think we have 18 people in the chat room right now. I want everybody to pressure cat. If not, go on her Twitter and pressure her. I am cat uh, at, uh, on huh. Twitter at I am cat. Wow. Make her do it. Make her do it. Twist, twist her arm. She knows she really wants to do it. You know, she really wants to do it. Anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So I'm getting invaded by, by yeah. people. But that's what a television is good for if you have company and you want to sit on the couch and it's, uh, I don't know, watch the Super Bowl or something. You, you can, can have mine. It. You could have my TV. I don't want it. That That's an excuse to have people over. I don't want people over. When you turn it on, it makes this sound like it's about to explode. All right. William, how, when was the last time? Do you have company over there a lot? People, you have people over the house a lot. Uh, I mean, I have one friend that comes over sometimes. And, like, one friend, one your friend. friend though. It's not yeah. It's not like people, people coming over yeah, for. We don't have a lot. Of, I do want to have a, like a poker night or something like that. Poker we night. We haven't done. We moved. Yeah, I love Texas Hold'em. Yeah, I do mm. too. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't had a good poker night in at least 20 years yeah i miss i've that. never played poker ever oh. i don't even know the rules uh but that's doesn't surprise me the, the me and my wife the first time we like got together i invited her over to the house for a poker night that she to this day does not believe i had planned because no one else showed up Oh, I don't believe it either. You just say yeah. that because she because she can hear you. But I no, think no, I think she's I, right. I, I think the story. I think it's freaking hilarious. I understand why she thinks that that there wasn't really no, one. Place you're not getting room. out of it. You're not, like, you're no, not convincing no. anybody. Kiera, no. you were, yeah, I'm not convinced. No, there's no, no way. Oh, okay. I, I, you, at least you, I tried to throw one together and it didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. What? She learned a lot about Texas Hold'em, I'll tell you that. Kelly, what is wrong with you? Why did why are you betraying us? <gasps> I, I want to hear Kat sing. I want to be entertained. Like they were doing that. I bet uh, you 
Yeah. Yes, I'm serious, Cat. I know. Well, you're barely awake. You got. We're not done yet. We have a. Uh, we have almost an hour to go here. You can. You can wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Go. You know, chug wipe some coffee. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes. When prostitute Delilah Fitzgerald is disfigured by a pair of cowboys in Big Whiskey, Wyoming, her fellow brothel workers post a reward for their murder. How was she disfigured? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. They don't cut tell it, me. They cut her tits off. And they, 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 they cut her face with a razor blade. But uh, according to the young cowboy. Uh, oh, yeah. They cut her tits they off. Cut her tits off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, the young cowboy, he made it sound like... <laughs> and I thought, like, hanging a moose on your wall was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pair, of a pair of tits. pair of tits. Hey, man, they, you know. Believe me, those are out there. I guarantee you there is, like, like somebody... Somebody probably... Okay, a rich guy... A serial really killer? boobs that he paid for I bet you anything has gotten like a plaster freaking thing uh, that is his his wife's exact boobs hanging on the wall. I guarantee you there's probably 20 rich guys that have that on their wall. I don't, I think you're probably right but the, the odd thing is that when you see a sculpture like that it's called a bust. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I don't get it. No, it's a bust, a women's bust. But I know, when we see a sculpture, it's called a bust. When, like oh. a head, oh, that's oh. a bust of uh, George Washington or whatever. Right, right. You're not just the bust. What? When was that? When they were so, uh oh, oh, he's getting. What are you getting bad. abused? She's telling you about the. This the just did. When Demi Moore and Bruce Willis divorce, he sued her to get her breast implants. He did not win, but he did try. He, to yeah, take he out, to get them taken but he out. tried to get her boobs back. <laughs> That's funny. That's good revenge. Can you imagine? I want the boobs back. I want the stitches pulled from your facelift. I want you to look old and haggard when you leave me. Oh, Norm used to have a running joke about Demi Moore's enormous breasts, and I never knew her for as a, an enormous breast. I knew her as a terrible haircut woman in, in Ghost. I mean, her haircut was absolutely horrendous. It ruined the movie for me, to be honest. I think when I that watched was that movie, part of the story, though, wasn't it? That she she cut her own hair off and she butchered it up. Wasn't that no, part of it? no? She had a little boy haircut, and it ruined the whole entire movie. It was like she had the same hair like the whole time. In the movie. Yeah, no, I I couldn't watch it seriously. I'm gonna Sorry. have to look that up. I don't. Yeah, I don't it was think the worst haircut I've ever seen. That's how I remember her. Just like a Karen haircut. Like, let me speak to the manager. You know, the ghost comes in, and I don't know. I thought she'd be offended that he came in. Let me look at this. Let me see. Demi Moore. Demi Moore and ghosts. Looked like a little boy. Did she always have enormous breasts? Because Norm used to have no, she a didn't running have bit on when breasts. he did SNL's uh, Weekend Update. No, would, like, this is she, a picture. Uh, of, Demi Moore. Oh she yeah, had, like regular breasts in these earlier movies, but like she had no boobs. Her boobs were huge in striptease. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Have you never seen I, that with? Uh, hold on. I, I, also, I never saw anything. I saw The Unforgiven and The Godfather. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> That's, those are the only two movies I've ever seen. A movie called Striptease with Burt Reynolds, where she was quite voluptuous. No, she wasn't. 
Oh, wait. Oh, they no, were wait. done. Oh, yeah, they were yeah, done. Okay. So after her and Bruce divorced, Bruce sued her to try and get her, her like, he wanted her to get her boobs back. Oh yeah, because she did a striptease movie, right? That that's it right. looks like it looks like two of Bruce Willis's heads on no, her breasts. <laughs> it does though, right? It looks like his head's like here and and here. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's but... just gonna pop out of a bra. <laughs> he said he probably told the surgeon, I want her breast to look exactly like the circumference of my head. She, uh, Kat says oh. she can't come on. Her hair looks like Demi Moore and Ghost and Kira when they find me. Way to go, Kira. No, Kat. I'm sure you look beautiful. That's just Kat being very creative in uh, excuse-making and joke-making. No, in we one. would love to hear you sing when you're ready one day. When you're yeah, ready. When, when you're ready one day, like today. Like today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I will put this out as an open invitation any day you want to do it, but... Yes. Today is a good day. Uh, Kelly is, is asking, speaking of wives, dog, how old is your wife and do you hold her captive? Now, <gasps> my, my wife is not that young. She's not that young, but she's younger than me. And I did not, because she asked me how old my wife was last night on Twitter. Uh, I forget why that came up. Just ballpark estimate. But the exact age. See, the thing is, if I give you any indication of how old their age is on, online in public, oh, okay. uh, I'm probably going to be castrated in my sleep. Oh, all right, all right. But is she significantly younger than you? Depends on how you... Uh, I, yes. Depends on how significant? Wow. Yes. yes, significantly wow. younger than me. What, does that I, make uh, me a bad guy? No. No, no. you make fun of me. Well, she's not that much. Not no, oh, okay. she's not twenty nine. She's got oh. kids that are grown up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So not you know, that but much. But she started yet. young. Yes. Oh, anyway. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, no, but no. Now I'm I, curious now. She's not that young. I mean, I forget why it came up. What we were talking about. That's the. Uh, oh, because here's what happened. Uh, Saturday night, I come home from the gig. It was, I get home like eleven thirty, almost midnight. And wow. I'm thinking, uh, and I was hungry. I didn't eat dinner all day. I'm thinking, when I get home, I'm going to cook some chicken cutlets or something. Mm. And I come in, and my wife is rearranging the house, and she's working on the kitchen at the moment, and everything's all over the kitchen and taken apart. And she's like redoing the cabinets, and uh, stuff is everywhere. Like the kitchen's a mess, so I can't cook and everything. And now she wants to help me to help. Like, and it's almost midnight. I've Worked all day. I went and I did a gig at, at night, and now, you know, I'm. I just want to eat and crash. You should be too, right? So Kelly said, you know, with all that energy, she must be. You know, how old is she? And I said, she's younger than me. And then saw, saw how old, and like you can't say how old. No, I guess you can't. No, sorry. I can't even give it an end. She's yeah, over no. twenty-one. That's all I can say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. I well, know. six days apart, and she's actually six days <laughs> older than me. And when don't we say were... that; she's right there. Yeah, she is right. Life. But here's the thing: no, no, no. We're gonna talk about this. When we were under forty, she didn't <laughs> care that she was six days older. She held that six days over me like no tomorrow. But right. this side of forty. She wants me to never mention that six days. She's like, that's weird. I, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell her how old she's, she is. Yeah, she'll hit the milestones before you. It's not fair. It's your fault, you know, that yeah. she hits the milestones first. 40 is a kid. I would. I, it is. Hmm. We're 41. Right? Yeah. Did you have oh. a mid, midlife <laughs> crisis at 40? Did she have a midlife crisis at 40? Well, I mean, if it's a midlife crisis, I probably had it at like, you know, 20 Right. I had it, I had it at every zero year. I had it even started at 20. I had my midlife crisis, 30, 40, 50. But 60 kind of just came and went. Came and went. No, no big deal with 60. I stopped having midlife crises. Now I had a midlife crisis. Now I'm having end-of-life realizations. Yeah, no, exactly. That's actually what my wife gets the most upset about is she's really pissed about all the AARP stuff she gets in the mail now. Like, wow, that's what young. You that's don't young. get that to 55. Yeah, already, that's what I'm saying. Like, like she gets so mad because she's like, I'm not even over that yet. Like, like, <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of that, uh, I got to get a little vulgar here. <laughs> I got put on mailing lists. Uh, somebody went and put me on mailing lists for all of it. And now, the the site Medium. Are you familiar with Medium? No. It's it's a blogger site, a content creator site for people who are writers. Okay. And I I am subscribed to Medium because I I have blogs and I put some stuff on there. And it's uh, the the uh, photojournalism and uh videography and all this stuff is the category i'm in all of a sudden i started getting emails yesterday uh here's one and it's from the photo uh shutterstock um category on medium on the site medium which is not an x-rated site in any way and the title of the email is, She's Always a Slut for the Taste of Come Whenever She Can Get It, An Ass-Fulfilling Good Time. <laughs> what the hell? Nice. My cock has been aching to be played for, uh, played for a couple <laughs> of days now. Now, so it comes, the, comes from Jennifer Kay, but it starts out, My cock has been aching to, to be played for a couple of days now. So obviously mm. this is a guy writing and he's adopted... Or maybe in today's world, who knows? But uh, working early mornings wasn't always good for a healthy sex life. But when it ha- happened on the weekend, it tended to be more intense. And but and so that was one of them. And then the next one I got. Wait, you're uh, gonna was, leave us hanging? Huh? No. I, it's, and there's a button for read more. But there's a whole. Uh, I could read this. One of the kinkiest uh, things uh, is the possibility of being seen regardless of the situation. My favorite type of showers were the ones where nobody was home and I could finger my asshole and get ready (laughs) for other things to enter. With the the water hot, I took a couple of strokes of my dick to get it primed for a few dot, 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 (laughs) keep reading button. So that's why. Now, this is, again, this is a photo... Uh, blog about taking photos for photographers and videographers and stuff. Um, and then I got another one like right after that. And I've oh. unsubscribed already and still getting them. Jake and Edward got a birthday a treat from a stripper. She never thought she would enjoy having both holes filled simultaneously. Nice. And, but it's, it's from somebody named Jennifer Kay and it's written from a guy's perspective, both of them. So very wow. weird. Wow. Jennifer Kay. Holy crap. I know. That's like that. Okay, so that was like porn in the 1800s. Then, I get, it's like those penthouse letters. And okay, 
there's a lot of smut books out there, even Western ones. Like, there's a whole bunch of smut Western books. And mm. I mean, all these romance novels with, you know, Fabio-looking dudes on the cover, you know. I read them. They're my favorite, but they are bad. They're annoying. No, some, yeah, some of them were really... I, I wrote a couple stories like that when I was in the joint. Really? I, oh, yeah. I, uh... What, Dear Penthouse... You'll never believe what happened to me, and it's all made up stuff. No, uh, no, like, uh, oh. like I wrote, oh. I wrote, like a fantasy story that was like, um, oh my gosh! So I wrote a story about a demigod who got his power from women's orgasms. Wow! And like, so like, the more he had sex, the the more he, powerful he became. And like only if they had an orgasm, so he was not very powerful. Real story, but there were some real smutty parts to it. I would, I would have stayed powerless forever because I never made a woman have it. You took my joke. Yeah, Yeah, I said Um, he wouldn't be very powerful. No, how does how does a real man know when a woman is having an orgasm? How a real man doesn't give a shit. Come on, that's that's. Honestly, right there, that mindset, like, I know that that's a joke, and I get it. It is funny. But that <laughs> mindset, which is a real thing, is It is problem. real. It's real. Yeah, it's that, a real thing. That is the whole problem of it right there. Because, like, dude, I learned when I was a teenager that if you're good at it, they want to do it more. So if I want to do this more, I should be good at it. You know right. what I mean? Or, like, or at least respectful to, to, like, you know. Give a helping hand. Right. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it I think I think some of the manliest men out there are probably what? I don't what know. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, think, I don't know anything about sex. This is a, I'm just learning about it here today. Uh, how, right, do, how well, does it work? All right. Well you take two holes and you and you push them together really, really fast. You know, when I was a young man. <laughs> We never knew what a vagina looked like, really. Or, or it was just this like bush of it's like hair, a, like it's like and a there was predator. something in there. So like you didn't know really, yeah, you didn't have any idea what it really looked like. You gotta explore the wilderness. Yeah, no, I, don't get me wrong. I found I found myself deep in the bush at times uh, with a machete trying to get through it, yeah. but. Right. I, uh, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. Back it, in the you, 70s. It, you were basically operating. It's like throwing darts in the dark. You don't. You can't see right. any. It wasn't until probably thirty, thirty-five that I actually saw a shaved one. I said, "Wow, that's what it looks like." It's not what it's I pretty thought. scary. It's pretty intimidating. It's very scary looking. No, I was, I was blessed to have uh, a teeth. You know, and you know what? This is actually really controversial because people. Uh, the loss of my virginity and the subsequent year after it, like, uh, was definitely a crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was a young man. You know what I mean? I, I lost my. Oh, virginity me too. I was seven. You, you were seven. Seven. Good God! Oh my gosh! And, and the woman was thirty-five, thirty-four, thirty-five. <gasps> oh my gosh! I didn't know you were seven. That's terrible. And I couldn't. I couldn't come. Because I was seven, I hadn't reached puberty yet, and she thought that was funny. She thought that was uh, the torture of of the blue ball of the you know not working Stomach. hard on 
impossible uh. to cure hard on because it, it couldn't be relieved. She, uh. she laughed. She laughed. Like, it's so cute that it wouldn't. What do you expect, lady? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, uh, Jeez. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah. And with somebody my father was banging, by the way. People are creeps. People are real <laughs> creeps. They really are. Shame and, on that woman. Yeah. I think if my father would have found that, he probably would have killed her. Uh, he should have. He should have. When my, my mom, so the girl I lost my virginity to, we messed around for like a year afterwards. Like, And uh, my mom caught me making out with her in an alley next to the bingo hall that uh, <laughs> my parents were at. And she knew that that girl was like 22. And so she flipped her shit immediately. Like, and was super, super mad. I remember that ride home. Like, uh, my mother was livid pissed. She wanted to call the cops. And my dad actually stepped up and said, you know, Rose, he knows what he wants. I would, I would probably venture to say that he was the one that pursued her, which was true. I was the one that pursued her. I lied about my age. I didn't tell her that I was 18, but I did tell her that I was 16, which I thought was better than telling her I was 13. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. the whole situation was really messed up. So I'm you guessing know? this is sometimes, like, sometime in the, like, early 90s? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah, it was in mid-90s, yeah. Times yeah. were a little different then. We had already we already lived in a decadent society by then. Yeah. Uh, well, um, when I was talking about 1966, there was no such there was no such thing as pornography. It didn't exist. I mean, there was there was um, uh, what do they call them? Stag films that people could buy on eight millimeter without sound and all that kind of stuff. But no, there was no real. There was no such thing as pornography. I mean, there were books. There were Playboy magazines and Penthouse. I think. Yeah, that but they were they were I, they were classier than today. Just opening up your browser and just seeing anything you want. Oh my God! It's, you know? a, it's a whole different world. It's. Completely... I mean, men aren't men aren't men anymore, and I feel like half of it is because of porn. Because they're not pursuing women because they could just find whatever fantasy they want online and be okay with it. Now you say men aren't men anymore. Do you think women are still women? Because I think no, no. I think have, women have become more masculine and and not you just know, more masculine, just dominating. Um, yeah, just like uh, I don't know. When I uh, maybe it's tasteless, a innocent mindset that I used to have that uh, just women weren't as willing just for sex sex for the sake of sex yeah. as men were but now yeah. it seems like yeah they just want to fuck they yeah it's crazy fuck. because like be as a woman uh it's you know i feel like i for a while i felt like all women felt like this like you know sex is very emotional for a woman and and they couldn't have just a one night stand because they would wind up feeling attached to the man and feeling terrible about themselves but i know some women now that Put all feelings. They when they go in the bedroom, all feelings are out the door, and and they don't care. They just want to have a good time, and hmm. I I I can't do that. That's that's actually it's like terrible to me that people do that. But hmm, they're right. Hmm. What? That's all I got to, I mean, to say about that. Hmm. I could never have a one night stand. <laughs> I I uh, well. I, okay, I gave it a try, and I was, like, devastated. I was like, oh, why didn't he call me ever again? 
when what? I was when I was a freshman in college, seventeen years old, um, I got to New Mexico, and the first night there, uh, I met three sisters, and the oldest one w- was named Autumn. She was thirty four, and she took me to the trailer and fucked me hard, and it was like. <sighs> An amazing thing. And then uh, two weeks later, the rodeo was in town, and the youngest sister, whose name was Juana, Juana, uh, she showed up at my dorm room and said, take me to the rodeo. Okay. And then she took me home to meet her parents. And I'm sitting, you know, I'm 17. She's probably 15 or something. Uh, and uh, takes me home to meet her parents, and she goes, and uh, mom, mom and dad, are, and and Autumn, who I who fucked me two nights, oh, two weeks ago, is sitting at the table with us having dinner. And um, she says, uh, okay, we're gonna go have a bath now. And she takes me, like seventeen, a fifteen-year-old girl, telling her parents, we're gonna go take a bath, and takes me into the bathroom, and we get naked in the tub, and then she fucked me hard, and <laughs> and her parents were okay with it. And then there was one other sister, Shelly, who was the middle one, and she was kind of like, uh, you know, um, standoffish a little bit. But then we went up to the lake one day uh, in near Tucumcari and went up to the lake, and she took me to the side, and, and she fucked me. She's like, don't you tell anybody we did this. You're going to be bragging that. I said, I'm not going to tell anybody. And then uh, – Here you this, are. No, I – one guy who was with us, this guy Tony, who knew – that I had previously been with the two other sisters, he was like, you dog, you got all three sisters, like, you know, deserve a gold medal or something. And he went around telling everybody. And one day Shelly comes to the door, uh, comes to my house, and she's knocking on the door, and I open the door, she said, you told everybody! I was like, <laughs> but they didn't want to know, she didn't, and none of them wanted it out there, except Juana didn't seem to be hiding it at all, but. Well, wow. Women, so women were kind of guarding their reputation a little more in those days. Oh, it? that's where the story was going. Yes. Oh. What do you think? Right. I <laughs> I was so caught up in the story, I didn't. I forgot what the plot I didn't was. Care what the point was. <laughs> the, was like, the, yeah, right. The point is the oh, point is right. women. So were, women they didn't want you to know. So I'm oh, saying, Matt. <laughs> maybe. Wow. <laughs> maybe. Uh, they were always as horny as they are now, and they were always as interested in sex, but they just wanted to keep it on the down low. They wanted to keep it a secret. Like I like that better. I like that better than women singing about their wet-ass piranhas. I don't want to say the word. I hate that word, the P word. You say it. I can't say it. I don't know any... I don't know what what word you're... I don't know. You don't know the song WAP? Oh, my God. By Cardi B? I know. Play it quick. Come on, just a little bit. Just I can't. Play it quick. Please. No, I can't. I can't do it. Why? Come I, on. I, I, I'll get a copyright. Certified soon. freak. 30 days I, a week. I don't know any words that begin with P. What? I don't Is know any words serious? that begin with P. Yes. How, what uh, would let me the, see. the female. Um, the female. People? people? All right. He's just mean? playing around. He's playing around. You're playing no. around with me. Come on, stop. What, I don't what, like what that word. P. What? 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 Willow. I don't know. Come on. No, he's just playing around. Don't. Purple? Purple Williams would pee. No, he's playing. He's got Uh, Porpoise? Porpoise? Porpoise. Okay. Wet ass porpoise. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, the point is, I. (laughs) 
Yeah. I, I well, really, they swim. They should be wet. I really am very uncomfortable when women are very out there about it. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I just, I think it's disgusting. Like well, Amy Schumer, like Amy Schumer. Hang on one second. I want to ask you this question, though, because I think this is important because you've made a distinction to say you, you get uncomfortable when women are out there with it. What about men? It's, like, it's, when, it's a little better. It's better for me. I think what? I'm sexist that way. Why I don't know. So- I just can't. I just can't picture it. I don't want to picture a woman's porpoise. Because I can, know? I can definitely, uh, you know, I was very <laughs> promiscuous like most of my life, and um, I don't, I don't see myself differently or better than the. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Uh, you know, the thing is, and this this is what I wish people would understand. And this is the real, real truth about it. Like, I'm a crass <laughs> too. Like, the way I, the way I uh, approach women and stuff like that is, has always been very direct and stuff like that. Um, but that's because I'm looking for a certain kind of woman. The woman, the woman, the kind of woman that I'm looking for or wanting to get with is going to respond positively to that kind of thing being said. And so you are you the one at the gas station when I'm trying to buy like a like a pack of gum who's behind me like, damn, girl, what's your number? Is that you? Uh. I have more style <laughs> than that. I have much more style than that. But okay. I will definitely say something at random to someone that I just because I I often wonder how many times that has worked for that person because I know I'm not the only person he said that to. What girl? I'm just trying to think to myself. When has it ever worked? Where uh, you know? Let's say I was that type of girl. I, I don't even know. Damn okay. girl, can I get your number? Yeah, daddy, it's five one six. The ho- right. has it ever happened? Oh, Does it sure. ever happen? Really? If it, okay, if it didn't oh work, it wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like for that, and and again, that's the realness of it. If it if this wasn't something that were okay, I'll tell you what. I, the craziest thing that I've ever done, as oh as far as an approach, this is probably one of the like out of out of my mind direct. I walked up and I've done it twice, and and I've gotten 50-50 on it. It got me slapped one time and it got me laid one time. Ooh. I walked up to a girl, showed her a condom, and said, Hey, you want to help me use this? <gasps> for real. I've and been so what? For it and I've been fucked for it. Oh so my you gosh. Tell you tell me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, now, would I do that necessarily today? No. You better not. You're that married now. Well, you know, I I don't I don't I'd like to mow my lawn without the bag on the mowers, you know, because I like to shoot my grass all over the lawn, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I would. (laughs) But um, just thinking about what you just said, because and we were talking about old school versus new school thing in 1976 i was walking on the beach with my buddy bobby mckenna and we were leaving the beach and as we were leaving the beach this young girl said to me to me she says can you help me uh, fasten my my top she had a bikini top unfastened in the back she said can you fasten my top and i i did and uh, i i said okay mm-hmm. and i kept walking and bobby smacked me he said what the fuck is wrong with you man 
<laughs> just ask you to help her with the top. And she's looking at me like she's looking at me like, what the fuck is uh, wrong with him? Uh, so I, I, so I, I guess that, that, that was that was a come on. I didn't I didn't know because uh, I've never been aggressive with women. I They always come on to me. And listen, they did back in the day because I was extremely hot. But <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know she was coming on to me. So I went back and I. I, I got her number, and uh, I told. I said she said she was having a party Saturday night. So um, oh no, here we I, go. I go. I tell all my friends I met this girl on the beach, and she was taking. She had, her top was off, and she asked me to put it on. And, and uh, she's having a party Saturday night. So everybody, yeah, let's go to the party. You know, she lived in Islip, which is quite a ways from where I live. And so we we got there uh, a little bit late, and it was her, and there were sixteen to twenty guys, and and the four of us who showed up there. So oh, now there's wow. twenty to twenty four guys or whatever, and. Uh, Everybody was taking turns with her upstairs. I was the only one. I was the only one who did not have sex with her that day, that night. The three guys I brought with me did, and every other every other guy at the place did. And I sat in the living room just drinking. <laughs> so uh, my point about this is, what's the point with that? The point is maybe women were um, <laughs> not so innocent and and um, shy or, or um, what sexless in those days. That's yeah. insane. I know. I was just going to defend I know. I still know where she lives. I, was... I always think of, when I'm in that area of East Islip, I always want to drive by the house and see, because uh, I remember that house. Now, I, we were teenagers at the time. It was our parents' house, and they were away. But I just wonder. I was going to defend her and say that she probably just needed help with her top. Oh, yeah. She needed help with everything. Top, bottom, <gasps> middle, all of it. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, oh my so you gang back. She was uh, and not not hiding it at all. I mean, wow, yeah, that was an eye opening me because I was very innocent in in a lot of ways with that <laughs> stuff. Even though I had been raped twice by that time. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh <laughs> but still innocent in my mindset. Like that, you know, I still believed in love and things like that at that point, and <laughs> monogamy and and insane ideas like that. <laughs> do you think do you think that those traumas actually made you hold on to those ideas more you know yes I mean? doc yes dr conway i do uh i mean i'm just saying for me no i think you're right part of it is i think i wanted to forget about because but they weren't really trauma i didn't feel like i was you know it's not the same as a woman being raped a guy being raped oh, i don't like, know no, it, but it, I, it, I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like anybody stole anything from me. I didn't feel like I was I was, right. you know, you, you can't really. It's difficult to fuck a man uh, who doesn't want it because his dick won't get hard, right? I think if you're a woman, I'm just saying. If it were, if it was a guy raping you up the ass, that's a whole different fucking yeah. ball game. But right. obviously, at some on some level. That was very interested in it, even if I was just like not connected right. up here yet. But. Logically, yeah. Mm. So I, I don't think it was trauma, but that definitely uh, added to my. Listen, I was I was very much I um, smitten with a lot of girls. I would get crushes hard on lots of girls and right. think the best of them. They were angels in my mind. Like I would see Aww. a girl, uh, you know, see a girl with a pretty face and fall in love with her, and always think that like. 
she was above that. And then when I found out she was human and a sinner and just as evil and and dark as me on the inside, that would always crush me. I'm like disillusioned by it. What do you mean? You're too pretty to be an asshole like me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I still have that. I still have that. You know, I was really, you know, when I first met my wife, I thought she was angelic. Angelic. And then I found out she's a nymphomaniac. Yeah. My gosh, I don't want to know these things. I know. I don't want to. But know no, I. There's a part of me that wants to assume the best in, in especially in women. <clears throat> I want women to be pure and. I think and that's angelic. how I feel too, as in terms of like comedians and everything like that. Like I, like you expect the guy to talk about his weenie, but you don't expect a girl to talk about her porpoise. Like you're like ah, like come on, let's let's be ladylike. I still have those. Those those values. Um, At least pretend and invite a couple girlfriends over. For oh yeah, that's what oh, I was oh thinking. oh the girl yeah, at yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. And that's 1976. Wow. So they weren't so innocent, you know. If we if if I'm being honest, wow. I don't think that. Another time, like around that time, 76 or so, I was hitchhiking the way because we used to. Hold on, another story. Yeah, we we used to meet girls. The idea was you'd go out hitchhiking as guys alone, and if girls picked you up, you knew something going to happen. And I got picked up by this Satanist woman one time uh, and drove me out to uh, Orient Point. uh, No, the the crooked thumb there, or broken thumb, whatever it is, uh, on the beach and fucked me hard. But she was a Satanist. Died in a world real Satanist. And... um, uh, I was I felt really disgusted and dirty by the whole thing because she she uh, I don't want to get it graphic but she did things to me that I never that was uh, that wasn't in what I knew that wasn't in any of the literature what is this stuff and uh, she dropped me off one morning right she dropped me off the next morning at my house and my next door neighbor he couldn't see the girl he just knew a girl was dropping me off but she was a big fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat pig saying this. <laughs> anyway, but I said I he couldn't see that. He just knew a woman was dropping me off. So he said I said, Yeah, yeah, she's really hot. And he's like, She'll do anything for you. And I gave him her, her number because she gave me the number. Here, here's a number you can call her anytime. Well, he gave that number to a guy who lived across the street from me. And and that that guy called her up one night. And because I met her later on, which I'll get to the story, but she he called her up and said, "Yeah, my friend Matt uh, said he he met you and maybe you'd like to get together." And she drove up to his house and came up, and he was butt naked when she walked through the door. He was already beaten off. <laughs> she ran out the door. But this is you know. Uh, but then one night I met her in a bar, and she she was like, "You remember me?" I was like, "I didn't want to remember you. <laughs> I'm trying to forget you." And that's when she told me the whole story. But no, she used to do. And where, where I'm getting not so innocent. She used to do these parties where she'd invite 10 guys over to do gangbang parties with no other women there for cover or any of that stuff. So, yeah. So, and that's again, 1976, 1975, around that area. People were not as innocent as I, I tend to want to remember them to be. It was just, it was just. What are you crossing yourself? Like the 90s were bananas. Well, the 70s, the worst thing you could get, really. I mean, nobody had even really gotten herpes at that point. The worst thing you could get was a clap or gonorrhea or whatever. What was the clap? uh, Syphilis. 
Or okay. syphilis and gonorrhea were the two things. But you can get a shot and get it cured like that. So it was not, it was not like <laughs> AIDS or herpes. Herpes, when we found out, was like it was recurring for life type of thing, a virus that stays in you. And then AIDS came along and changed the ball game altogether. Right around 1980, AIDS came out, and it was like, oh, wait a minute, no more. Now that now they have the silent HPV, right? Like you don't even know you have it until it's yeah. whatever. They want to vaccinate like 14 year olds and 15 year olds and. It's like, yeah. uh, um, no, uh, but, uh, wow. So yeah, I like the comment. I, maybe Kelly said it. Maybe Kat said it, that this was an episode about all the times Matt got laid. And no. I, I really, I really agree with that. No, if, if that would be a very long episode. Oh but my it, gosh. I'm not oh bragging. Yeah, oh, a- no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm not saying I was ever any good at it. And this is the thing I'm very open about. And I think too many men uh, have a a very high opinion of their own sexual talents. I I know I was never any good at it. I'm still not any good at it. I don't know. Well, I don't know why a woman would fuck me twice. I really don't. But because I'm very selfish in bed. Um, uh, I'm very... Childlike. So you, you just get it over with and then you roll over and go to sleep? Is that what you do? You just you just do what you have to do and go to sleep? I hate men like you. Yeah, That's no, what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. We have to say goodbye to Gov. Let me say goodbye to Gov. Now, sorry they're probably for today, happy, Governor. They're probably happy to <laughs> see me go here. Bye, Gov. Uh, but um, no, not necessarily that. I but, don't want to uh, know. Donna, I don't want to know. I, I, my ears. No, it it was not purposeful. It was naivety, and almost all the time, like, oh. well, I never even knew women had orgasms until I was thirty or something. Yeah, a lot of men, like you know, they don't think that they have them. They don't think that they fart. They don't think that they poop. You know, yeah, women, women are like these. But I, there's there's something, I don't know what's the word. I I think it was good back then when when men had high standards about women. I think it was better. I think that's what I'm yeah. saying. I had high standards yeah. about women and I didn't think it mattered yeah. that much to them. I I really uh didn't and I still don't again. But the point I was making is so many guys brag about how good they are in bed and I think they all suck just as much as I do. I'm just being I think so willing too. to adm- admit that I'm <laughs> I'm a crappy lay and I you know, I'm not worried. I think so too. The only reason I'm good is because I got taught. You know what I mean? Like I literally I literally like had lessons. Like <laughs> the first time I went to eat uh a porp what do you say? A, a porpoise. porpoise. Just say porpoise. porpoise. Yeah. The first time I went to eat a porpoise, I was looking at the hole like I was gonna win a prize or something. <laughs> like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This girl literally pulled back the hood and with, with with her fingers and then tapped it and said, right there. Oh my like god. Just pulling, she just dude, I was a kid. I was I was 13. So she just she pulled back the hood, pointed at it, said right there. Why That's does this make me want to vomit? I feel like I, I need to vomit in my tea. Yeah, I don't no, want to I, I I do too. Um <laughs> So, I mean, it's she a, she just she very matter of factly pointed it out to me, said that's what you want to pay attention to, and it was game on. It was like like 
after that, that's all I needed to know. Kelly said, not just got laid, all the aggressive women. I yes. tell you the absolute truth. And I, I said that as a joke before, but uh, I never, I never was the first one to make the first move in my life. I, as far as, uh, ma- you know, meeting women. And he also wh- brags. He got this on this episode. He got laid. What was the other one? Yeah. <laughs> what was the other and one? The- it was- uh, uh, and now, and now we're bragging about how women just just. No, I was really them. shy. I'm not saying, but so I would always wait. I would never make a first move on a woman. I never, never was aggressive in in uh, approaching them or anything. I was really shy and incredibly good looking. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Okay. That's true, though. If you see pictures of me as a teenager, you probably, you probably, there would be a, t- a tsunami going on. I'm telling you, tsunami. Um, a tsunami. Yeah, but you got to bring some pictures of, of, of. I think no, you didn't share one with the with the group, did you? The younger oh. pictures. Did you see uh, the younger picture of me, where I look no. like a man? That was the no. best. What? No. I sent it to the group chat. Forget it. I don't Forget see it. it. It was like Throwback Thursday. Or something oh like yeah, 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 yeah. I did yeah. see it. Yeah, I shaved uh, off like I, didn't, oh, I my don't head. get involved in those things. When you and, and the no band boobs. guys start uh, uh, doing a group thing, I'm like, I'm out of this. All, all, all I'm there for is to, to abuse Scott. Ah. That's the only reason I will be in there is to kind of uh, really bully him. I know I'm, I recognize that I'm still uh, a, a child bully when it comes to Scott. I don't know why, but something about his energy, his personality, <laughs> m- makes me want to bully him. Hmm. You can't to, you can't like dial that down. You have no, to. No, I try, but I the other night like Vinny and Janet <laughs> were hanging out with him after the after the show, and I said, "Don't be nice to Scott." <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't. I I can't, I don't know. He's a great guy. He's a nice guy. He's too nice. Poor so it Scott. makes it too easy to bully him. I don't I know. Think for women, me, I think women. I think women bully really nice men too. I think that's yes, all yeah. the time. Yeah, I think that's all sad. I bully Matt all the time. I slap him around. No, I have I can like a see whip. That. What's this? She's why? not talking about me. She said, "Well, why is that gross?" She told him what she wanted. That's that's a good thing. I know, but it's a guy saying that. I don't want to think about the woman's porpoisehood. I don't want to. <laughs> well, if I may get a little more even disgusting and take this pl- this conversation even fine workplace than it was fine. ever at. Uh, the other night at Garden Grill. You know how sometimes you're playing and you could tell the cheaters in the room and you could tell who's there for hookups and all this kind of stuff. And pay people who are married but not to each other. Uh, there was a couple dancing at Garden Grill and they were um, those. They were, they were definitely um, not supposed to be together, but they were, they were going to, the, to a no-tell motel. You could just tell it. And uh, <clears throat> I made an observation that this guy was in for a big surprise because... I I have I have a no she's not a guy but she's a definite like uh, tsunami a huge squirter. Oh, I have radar for this. Like some people have gaydar, they can tell a gay guy from miles away. I can tell a voracious squirter from How miles do you know? away. Like it's just an energy they give off, and so uh, that. Energy. I don't like. Is that I don't, even real? I thought that was all fake. Oh, it's so real. It's awesome. And it, for <laughs> me, if it happens to you once, is it? It's pee. It's it enough to, to pee. make you. What is it? 
it's make it's enough to make you asexual uh, if you're a guy who is turned off by that like wait a minute i didn't expect to, to be going swimming today i didn't bring my trunks <laughs> what is the juice how much how could they have that much juice I mean, so it's it's proven that there is some urine content, but it's not oh, it's lot. not like it's not like most people think. It's mostly a water a land that is producing that. Yeah, yeah, but it's wild. If you, it can be. I'm telling you, you could swim a fill a kiddie pool with it. Ah, uh, stop it! I mean, depending <laughs> on the girl. Oh my gosh! But so I knew this one that was dancing, and I, I wanted to warn the guy because he—I know he was oblivious. Like, if that's what you're into, some guys are into that. Uh, but for me, it's like I need to be prepared. And if it—if it just happens, like it just happens, it—you know—I every, e- mm. every time. Every yeah. time. I don't know. I mean, one time is all it needs for me to never see her again. <laughs> so for me to lose her number, it? for me to leave the planet that she's on and go to she, a different. She can't planet. help it, or she could do I it. Think, she's like I a think skunk. She, I think oh, like no, it. no, there. You can definitely. You can help it. You can save it. Um, most of the he time, bro. I mean, I've been, I've been I, with a number of squirters. You know what I mean? And I've been with women that can squirt and do squirt on a. Regular. They sound like a Pokemon. Like you. you you know, like, it's a squirter! Ah! I mean, it's a great... How do you know? It's a great affirmation that I've done a good job. But, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that's why some guys like it. And I understand that. It makes it feel like, yeah, you, you were successful at doing your part. But for me, it's like... I don't know. Uh, it's... it's it's, it's I need to like broke. wash my but eyes. With I just want today. I want to remind you of one thing. Now, where we started this conversation <laughs> about uh, you being embarrassed about some of the things you might have said in front of Terry uh, or people like that. Oh yeah, I forgot listening. about Terry. Now, if she listened <laughs> to this program, she's got a very poor uh, Im- image of both of us at this point. She doesn't know Me? William, but yeah, oh yeah, you two you participated say? in it. I didn't say anything. You're I'm still the, here. That's all that matters. I need, I need the emergency eye squirters, you know, at the lab. The like, fact not. that you didn't call the police or your father or somebody. Uh, I'm stuck is, now. It's condemnation enough of your participation. Oh, you're kidding me. Uh, no, I need, I need the emergency eye squirters. Uh, um, oh, I, I just, I can't. I need some visine. I, I don't know what I need. I need bleach in my soul you do. Um, <laughs> i you know what's funny i don't i don't know i i want to say i don't think like a guy but i guess women think like guys too I, when i go outside and i people watch i just i like watch families i watch couples i'm not thinking about like she probably squirts he probably likes a finger in his ass like no i don't i don't, I don't think that either but when <laughs> i when I can't think that. How do I explain it? When you get the vibe that that girl's a squirter, I know it. I know it. First of all, you get the the vibe that they're both cheating. I can't. I can't see anything else in the room now. I'm looking at the cheaters, thinking, because um, there was, I, you know, when you play in a band enough and you get a lot. Oh, what she came back in a different. Back it up. She came. came what, back. what happened? Wait, Whoa. I got. I got to kick the top of you from the. Oh. There you go. 
Wait, wait, wait. I missed it. What happened? I don't know. My my phone cuts me off after like an hour. I don't know why. Wait a but second. What, what was it? I missed it. What were you saying? I, I don't know, but you're on the wrong side. Uh, Hold on. Let me move you on the other side. Nah, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm holding on to my Be Happy mug. Like it, It's like a thing that, that just kind of, it's like, you know, I don't want to call it. It's an intuition <laughs> when you see somebody who. Um, like a spider sense? Cheat, like. Right, a cheaters. Yeah. I I I hone in on that and I focus on that. But there have been lots of times when you play in a band enough, you get to see a lot. You get to people watch a lot, uh, the crowd in front of you, and you see all sorts of kind of game playing that goes on with people, sexual stuff and all that kind of stuff. And there was a time I wrote a song about. It, it's called Pretend, which is it, I played it a couple of times here. But there we were playing at Water Lilies, and there's a girl who's dancing with a guy right in front of me all night long, and she's flirting with me with her facial expressions, her eyes. She's looking right at the end. That's so wrong. Hard time. And turning the guy around so she could, he would face the other way while she was flirting with me. That's wrong. And I'm thinking, at the end of tonight. She's gonna dump this guy, and I'm gonna end up taking it to the Noto mo- Motel, and and guy uh, just got that vibe from her. And so she was dancing with him all night. Last song comes on, and like she had big blue eyes that, that were really really gorgeous. And we played Brown Eyed Girl, and I was singing Blue, uh, my Blue Eyed Girl, you know, <laughs> playing up to it. And the guy, no. guy's not clu- the guy's clueless. He doesn't know any of this stuff that's going on. And so the mm. last song comes, and like we got one more song, and she she blows me a kiss. I was like, uh oh, well, here we go. How's this gonna play out? And right at, as soon as she blew me a kiss, she holds up her hand. She shows me her engagement ring. I was like, you fucking dog. <laughs> and this guy had no clue the whole night. Now mm. me being the um, the good guy. I said, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there tonight. And I backed off. I just said, no, what? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not. Good for you. I'm not taking a girl who's engaged to this poor sucker who she's playing for a fool. I'm not taking her to the hotel motel. I did the right thing for I, once in my life. I like how you say hotel motel. I think that's funny. I don't, it just, not, it, it's it, not it's mine. Funny. That's, that's a, an oh, age hotel old. motel. Yeah. <laughs> I like hotel. that. Yeah. Hotel motel. Squirters uh, oh, usually look like librarians. Oh. They always surprise you. Not me. No, I agree. That's how I know who the squirters are. Ted, Ted's got it right. I mean, that's really? my, that's the vibe to get when she looks. Yeah, she looks like she would never even think about sex. Those are the girls you you just know. You just know that this is this Bring is a, a wild woman. A when, when the glasses come off and the hair goes down. Uh, you don't have enough to, to satisfy her. Not my librarian. My librarian's like 800 pounds. Your librarian's a guy. My, li- <laughs> my librarian, I used to take out like, you know, uh, romance novels that were very oh, naughty. Yeah. And she yeah. would look into my eyes. She would gaze into my soul as she scanned it. Like she knows what I, you know, she was like, you know, boop, right, right. there. And, it was re- and then, you know, sometimes I'd have to renew it and I'd say, I'd like to renew, um, you know, and I'd say the book and, she, and you know, your librarian, your librarian is Jennifer K from medium.com. What, what did she write? No. Uh, Jennifer Can K. you imagine? What's it yeah. called? Catfishing? You were catfished by, by a sexual 
blogger. You thought she was some beautiful woman and she's the 800 pound librarian. I mean, hey, 800 pound librarians can be freaks too, I guess, you know. Yeah. I guess. I got I to gotta write to medium. Uh, I got to write to medium and tell them to get this porn stuff off their site because it's not supposed to be a porn site at all. It's not, you know, pornograph. And this, it's not pornography in the sense that there's images or anything, but really, really um, X rated stories here. The stuff about the uh, she never enjoyed she'd have all, enjoy having both holes filled simultaneously. It's, <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, that's oh a whole other. I I don't think the guy I don't I can't understand how guys <laughs> would enjoy that. That would freak me. I I mean that's a little too maybe I'm when too homophobic about that touch. thing. Yeah. yeah no, no, you're not no. being homophobic. It's called being like normal. Homophobic. You don't want. I don't want to. No, I don't want to get anywhere near another man's dick. That's what it is. That's that's not being homophobic. What is it? And you know what? It's okay to be a little homophobic. <laughs> okay, I then mean, that's I, okay. That's all right. That I will accept that it's okay, but it definitely is homophobic. It's a, no uh, stop it. Don't touch me with your dick, because I will never get, get that memory out of my mind. <laughs> there are some memories you just want to kill and you can't kill. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't touch me, bro. Right. You should make a song. Don't touch me with your dick. Oh, I I have a song called <laughs> "Don't Let His Penis Come Between Us." Ah, that's a good one. It's a country song. Don't let his penis come between us. We've been through so much together. Um, well, it's a it's a long story, but anyway, yeah. So that's already been written. I, any any song idea you can come up with, I've already written it. And Matt Farley has probably written ten times over. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So that's the show for today, folks. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> we got to get I Kat on dirty. the show. I know. I do. I probably need a shower today. I uh, need a shower. Um, but need we a need cleanse. to. We need to come up with a song recommendation for Cat to sing. And I need and a mat. I need a mat shaped enema. No, let me not say that because that just comes out wrong. But day is the enema the of the people. Hey, uh, can oh, I that's a good one. plug one thing that we're Yes, doing? no, I was going to get to plugging. Plug, plug away. Now, uh, we're not going to plug anything, uh, no, like, human orifices or anything. We're going to just no. have shows. <laughs> no, no, we're going to leave those orifices alone. So, uh, this Thursday, I will be at the hall, and it's um, it's called Karajoki. It's karaoke and a comedy open mic. It's Thursday, June 23rd at the Hall. Yeah, yeah, and it's my son's 21st birthday. He's going to be in the house, and uh, it's going to be a really good time. It's a it's a dab bar, so you can bring your own weed if you want to smoke. You can, you can bring, smoke in the bar. You can smoke. You can smoke in inside. Wow! And there's dabs. You can buy dabs there. Um, they, they hook you up with a dab that'll choke you out. It is amazing. I got to move back to New Mexico, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's at 107 Jefferson Northeast in Albuquerque. It's called know, The Hall. I know Jefferson and, uh, Northeast. Wow, I know that block. That's, a, that's amazing. I remember that block well. We used to go there all the time. There was a dive bar. What was the name of it? Cattle <laughs> something. Back in the in the seventies, we used to go there. There's a, there's a really, I, I forget the name of it, but there's a little trinket store like just around the corner too. Like, 
What's the it's a trinket store now, Matt. Yeah. No, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like right off of here. It's just amazing to me that you can smoke weed in a bowl. You can't even smoke cigarettes in- indoors here. Yeah, you anyway. can go outside to smoke a cigarette, but you can smoke a blunt in there. Wow. Yeah. Bizarre. But... Do they still sell guns in porn yeah, shops? Like the, anybody could go into a porn shop and buy a gun? I have no idea. Oh, because no that was the case when I was <laughs> when I was there. I always found that interesting. You, get, it, you know, at seventeen years old, I could walk into a porn shop and buy a gun. Yeah, it was weird because uh, that would have never. Sounds been like a video fun. game. Being a two-time felon, I don't try and purchase a lot of weapons. Um, to, uh, before I let you go here, now you mentioned your son is. is uh, going to be there. Do you? Does that inhi- inhibit you at all doing comedy in front of family and friends? And all that? <laughs> no. no. Unfortunately, my son uh, has he he knows who his father is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to see people. I I, I I saw a lot of people that I know that I'm friends with Friday night. And it, it made my performance wor- worse. It definitely does. I'm too inhibited. I don't like to see people I know up front. Me too. I want to know I'm like there. that too. Yeah. It doesn't bother me in the least because, I mean, anybody coming to my show, they, they know what they're getting into usually. I would, I, there's, there's only been a couple people that I've warned about my show. Now, are your parents still alive? No, they're both dead now. Oh. If they were still alive and they were in the crowd, would that inhibit you in any way uh i mean maybe a little bit there was actually uh there's actually jokes that my mother requested i not do until she died oh yeah i think he told me no yeah. maybe I, i'm thinking of somebody else who did, told me about their mom requesting that you don't do a joke <laughs> that was billy 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 wayne davis i think uh but yeah no that because uh i never you know my parents came to very few of my gigs but i remember one that they were at and i just uh, it was just awful. Like, I hate it. Yeah, my my mom came to one show. Oh. So, and yeah. my dad never came. Yeah. So. I used right. to beg my mom to come to every gig because I was very I was too nervous without her, and I'd have to like sing to her the whole time. Well, this is trauma. I think you need to book an appointment with Doctor Conway. He'll put you on the couch. He'll kind of walk you through uh, dealing with your past trauma and your mother issues. And uh, but that should be offline. You shouldn't really uh, right. burden the audience. Well, I got out. Well, one day she didn't come, and I, that's a and whole other I... story about mom not coming. Oh, stop oh, it! Oh my god! Oh, stop no, it! No, does it does that freak you out thinking about your parents having sex? Yes, of oh, course it should. Why? It should freak Whoa. everybody out. Okay. I don't want to think about that. I, I don't want to see. I that. walked in on my my mom giving my dad a blowjob on the couch one time. They. I had left the house going to hang out with some friends and forgot something and came back. And I guess they thought it was a good time. And I, and they did, forgot to lock the door. And I walked in on mom giving dad a blowjob. Now that You're making I'm, my mind cringe. Like I know, I, I, like, I know I fucking blowjobs too. I mean, it wasn't, they were just having sex. Mom was sucking cock on the couch. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I, I have a story yeah. like that. We went to a Beatles oh, yeah. fest in New Jersey. I went with my aunt and, and her boyfriend. You know him. He tries to get up and sing with you. And uh, and we went there and we stayed for like three days in this hotel. And there were like a lot of weirdos there. But we, we all stayed in this one room together. And their 
their friends, like an older couple, we all were in this big room, this big suite. And I had a headache and I wasn't feeling it. So I wanted to go upstairs and I walked in on this older couple doing that. And it doing was that, forever said, burned. She didn't even say it. Doing that is what I, she I was. I was, okay, wait, wait. Like the image was burned into my skull. Yeah. Right? Imagine him being your mother again. and father. What, no, yeah, I can't. And then they came to um, Sunset to watch us play. They came to a gig and it was probably like 15 years later. And I and I I still see that image. I still see her doing that. And I just I know. she gave me a kiss and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I, I know to sing. I, I, I'm going to go give myself electric electric shock therapy and see if I can burn this memory out of my head now. You got to <laughs> hook it up to your nipples and sit in the bathtub. I fucked up my whole day now. I'm going to be th- re- reliving this for the rest of today. It's your fault. For your parents. Your Why parents? did I? Even, yeah. You brought it up. I know. You brought Why it up. did I bring it up? I didn't because want we're to talking about, about William and his son being at the show. Your sweet, innocent mom. Who yeah, didn't so do Thursday any night, of that. the hall on, uh, on Jefferson Northwest in Al- Albuquerque. Um, yes. Uh, and go see William then. And report back to the show on Friday. Let us know how it was. Uh, well, we've had some more people in the chat room than we had uh, traditionally. But I'm sure uh, we've lost a few listeners today. Uh, steady listeners. We'll never <laughs> listen again. So, I'm so sorry, Terry. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. I didn't. It wasn't my fault. All right. So and everybody, say say goodbye. We didn't this, get to any this, happen. This is my pussy. Oh yeah, I see your pussy. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody brought no, up the other, other night while doing American Pie. Uh, I never even realized that line in there. Not uh, <coughs> Janice. It's a line about. I met a girl who sang the blues, and I asked her for some. Happy news. There you go. Aww. We didn't even get to any happy news today, but that's fine. We I had a good one, too. Forget we'll, it. We'll bring it tomorrow. That's or old you, news. Okay, you want to do it? You want to do it now before we sign off and leave we're on a happy note? On a non-sexual note? I mean, it's about crabs, though, so how can we even... <laughs> it... <laughs> oh, well, I can, go, I can give you a story about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta go. I have if you if you if you're shaved, you can't get crabs. Oh, good point. Is that is that true? You can't. Yeah, of course you can't. Well, no, you could, but they got nothing to. Yeah, yeah, they got nothing to hang out for. Yeah. It's just pube lice. Is that? Or maybe, or maybe maybe they're just easier to spot. I don't know. You know, it's it's a good time to end the program right now. Yeah, we're at it. I, I need to go jump off a cliff or something. All right, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna play any music. I'm just gonna hit the buy button on both of you guys. Well, wait. Everybody. Goodbye, everybody. I'm right. sorry for today. Yeah, I apologize, I apologize for, for Matt. Too. Apologize for that right there. Bye, bye, William. Bye, Kiara. And it's just me, and I'm signing off. I apologize profoundly for whatever, uh, whatever this was today. Um, uh, I didn't expect it to go here. Maybe I should not have a guest more often and just like put it out there for people to come in. But I am serious. I want Cat on this program. I want her singing live on this program. If I'm going to get a copyright strike, it might as well be for something interesting rather than me playing uh, my own music, um, music videos, and and even the intro song to the program or the ed- outro song, which is this one I'm going to play for you right now. So join me tomorrow, 
right here, 9 9 a.m. tomorrow for Coffee with the Dog. Until then, remember to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.